Welcome to Thriller Bitcoin. Welcome to Thriller Bitcoin. Nasser November a success? Oh my god! Yeah, it was it was crazy. I didn't know what to expect, but uh, yeah, there was a lot of stuff that was happening. I actually kind of forget everything that happened, but um, but it was fun. It was just fun to, um, yeah, it was fun just to you know see how it all played out and just like you know in real in, after a while, it just felt like I didn't really need to use Twitter. It's, it's a lot of the stuff that was happening at the time on Twitter was just like uh, just kind of hectic anyway. So. Uh, it was cool, just to, you know, just building, you know, hanging out with the builders. So, yeah, it was interesting too because at that time Twitter was going through like this decline, like big time, and then uh, and then the whole Elon thing came in, and then it, I felt like now it's it's steady now. Like, but at that time, it, I felt like Twitter was just going downhill fast, and like Nostra I mean, November came came at the the right time. Yeah, I mean, this was like I heard about this is what people were talking about, but I had no idea. <laughs> I wasn't like paying attention. I just heard there was like some ruckus going on. So I, I still don't really know what was going on at the time, but. Yeah. You know, you know, what's interesting is like here at Plub Lab, we have all these people super excited about Noster. Like we have Topher here. He's working on some stuff with Noster, Super Testnet. Um, and, and then I see you, what you, you've been doing with Domus and how it's grown since you, since you announced it. I want to say it was like back in, what was it September or August? I feel like around August. Yeah. That's when I started looking into this. What was it? What was the original idea? Was, was it just to create a Twitter client? I feel like that's not, wasn't it right? Like what was the original? Well, I just, I mean, I just love playing with uh, new technologies. I've always, you know, that's kind of what got me into Bitcoin because I actually do nothing about like money or, you know, all the kind of the, a lot of people get, get into certain things in, in different directions. Like a lot of people get into Bitcoin because like, they, they see the value in terms of the money angle and maybe they're not technical. I've always got on just because like, I just think it's like technically interesting. This idea of having like this completely decentralized network that's simple and, that, and I could actually build a client in an afternoon. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try to build a client because let's, let's see how this works in practice. And this is just how it started. And then, cause, and I was using iPhone at the time. I'm slowly moving away from my iPhone, but it's like, okay, well, I want to I wanna be able to use this on my phone, like my Twitter app. So I might as well learn how to, I've never, I, I, at that point, I haven't even written an iPhone app or app before. Really? Oh, my, crap. my other small one. Wow. So I'm like, ah, well, it'll be a good opportunity to learn two things, which is like this new pro- protocol. And I was also doing some like iOS app stuff at work because I, I was supposed to learn it. So I was like, oh, okay, I'll just like, use this as an opportunity to learn all this stuff. And I was just like blown away by how simple and easy it was to build on top of Astra. And I think at that point, I'm like, I'm like, this could be the thing that actually decentralizes the social web. And I, I got really excited at that point. So. Yeah, when uh, when Super had his workshop here, um, it, to this day, it still has the most views, and I think even this Blue Sky team was looking at it too, and they they had reached out to him personally, and yeah, because I remember him distinctly telling me like Noster is just a communications protocol. Is that how? Is that the easiest way to understand it? Like if Bitcoin's the payments protocol, Noster could be the communications protocol in the stack. The way that I like to think about it is just imagine if we had, um, like imagine if we didn't have the email protocol. And we had to rely on 
like one company to deliver mail and they could censor mail, like mail getting sent to and from users. Like that's kind of what we have with Twitter, right? Yeah. So I just see as, so I see uh, Nostra as like the email protocol for the, for social. Um, and, you know, so you could use that as a communications layer for other things. You can, you know, the cool thing about a protocol is now you can start to integrate it with other protocols in the same way that people are integrating uh, protocols in the email. Um, I think, I don't know if people are doing that anymore, but you, you could in theory <laughs> because it's like this open, uh, is all, all the protocol. I, I, this is something my partner always gives me hell about. She's like, oh, you're, you're talking about the protocols again. Like, what the hell is a protocol? Um, so <laughs> I don't know. I guess like this, the audience is uh, pretty technical, but you know, I always like to like try to explain like, hey, like all a protocol is just a way for two computers to talk to each other. It's just a language for computers. And um, it's really as simple as that. And once you have languages that computers can talk and speak, then you can start building programs that like talk to each other. And, 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 and that's powerful because it's not one, not, not one, like you can't control language, right? You can't control speech. Um, and the minute, minute you have a protocol and a language for computers to talk to each other, now you have like, you know, interoperability between services. And so uh, it just, it brings a lot of like freedom to, uh, to the cyberspace. It's interesting too, because I, I know you've been exploring the whole like protoverse thing or the metaverse. I think you call it the protoverse. And that's, yeah, that's my, that's my, yeah, dude. What is yeah, that proposal? <laughs> what is that? Yeah. What is that? Uh, again, it's just one of these, these ideas where it's like, hey, like, I I like the idea of the metaverse. Like, I I read Ready Player One. I, I like, you know, as much as dystopic as it can be. And, you know, it's probably not good for society. And I probably shouldn't be working on it. Um, but I, I grew up playing World of Warcraft. So I just, I love the idea of being in a virtual world of hanging out with other people. Especially as, like, when I was a younger kid, I never had a lot of friends. So I just, like, I spent all my time in, like, World of Warcraft. And, hey, and that's where all my friends were. So I really saw the power of having like a virtual world or a virtual space that you can just kind of hang out with your friends. Um, probably, I probably won't do that much anymore, but like, yeah, I remember as a kid, that was really a valuable idea. So I'm like, Hey, what have you know, but a lot of, a lot of these time, these metaverses like world of Warcraft, they're like, they're like a single, uh, they're like a single corporation. They control the code, they control, the, they control the virtual space. You, they, they limit what you can do. Um, so I'm like, okay, what, what, what happened? What would happen if we try to build the virtual or like a, a protocol for like a virtual, like a, a, basically a space and cyberspace that you can actually go to and, and interact with things. And it's not controlled by a single corporation or a single game engine or something like that. So I just, I just started spec thinking about like ways you could do it. And that's, and that's what Protoverse is. It's just one idea that I came up with, but I haven't been working on it recently because it seems like I have so many other things going on, but I still like the, uh, that idea. Yeah. Cause, cause then you could, you could start using all these open protocols, right. For, for, to, to build out this uh, Protoverse or of a sort. Oh yeah. You can start interacting with other protocols. Like you, you could, um, you know, feed Nostra into the metaverse. You can feed Lightning into the metaverse, right? The mini of it as a protocol, you just it's just like a library that you can import into your open source solution. Um, so I really like that idea. And the way that I designed Protoverse was um, that it could be you could render the space in any way you want. Um, so there's like a high level description of the scene. So it might say something like, "Okay, well, there's a table here. There's a door there. Um, it's just like a text description, but it allows you to drill down. So it's like, okay, now that if I have a client that wants to render it in 3D, it's like, oh, you can now get more information about that table. Like, what does it look like, right? So th at the very high level, you have the high level description, but you can actually drill down and build a 3D rendering of the room, but you don't need to. So if you want to connect with like a, an IRC client and just like get it to tell you what the room looks like, so people who are, who are blind might not yeah. have really good facilities to, because you want this to be inclusive. It's kind of like the web was originally meant to be inclusive where you can um, still interact with it. I mean, I feel like accessibility has really decreased over time, but and the original idea of the web is that, you know, everyone should be able to be involved in this, in this space, right? And you can't really do that in any, like, metaverse protocol that exists right now, like VR chat, because, you know, if you're blind, like, how do I interact, interact with that? Um, so, again, that, so Protoverse was another, you know, 
angle of like, hey, how do I bring accessibility to the metaverse? Because we want like, if because if all the economic activity is happening in the space, you'd want um, you'd want everyone to be involved. You want to you don't want to exclude anyone. So anyway, so just yeah, I mean, it's just one of these side projects that maybe I'll never get to. But yeah, um, I think that I think that's definitely one worth pursuing at some point. You know, maybe <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe Domus turns into to something like that. You know, can help it or at least like uh, grow it. Yeah. yeah, I would love to see Nostra integrated into like the Protoverse and get messages in your in your space and stuff. So I don't know, maybe maybe one day. <laughs> yeah, dude, that 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 dream that dream that you just described is like I think that's I think we all kind of know that's where it's headed, uh, or at least that's what I feel like when I think of like the web and the future of the internet. Like they always had yeah. this thing right where they were like, oh, the Internet of Things, the Internet of Things, but what does that even really mean, right? <laughs> like, yeah, there's a lot of like buzzwords and things like that. But if we just look back at the with how like the the internet was started, it was built on these ideas of protocols, like the SMT protocol, like Gopher and like all these early protocols were just trying to build like decentralized systems. And then sometimes around like, I think like 2000, mid 2000s, it's just like, you saw this take off, you saw these apps take off like Gmail and like YouTube. And it was like, it was like the great centralization of the internet, which is, I think is a temporary, I think is a temporary thing just because the internet was so new and it was such like a splash that people were like, just like, they didn't know what's going on. There's, there's like, there's all this activity is all of a sudden appear in cyberspace. And then they, they're not going to think about the implications of just putting all of your eggs on this one centralized server because it's just easy to do, easy to use. But now we're starting to see the negative effects of just, you know, putting all your eggs in one basket. But then Twitter, it's like, no, okay, well, they have too much power to censor your speech. And like, okay, well, like, let's take a step back. Let's go back to like our founding ideals of the internet. And let's see if we can redesign these systems that, you know, makes it more like free for people using it. And, and it's like, reduces the amount of lock-in on platforms. So I think we're starting to see that. I'm, you know, I, you know they, it's euphemistically called like Web3 and like the shitcoin crypto space, but it really is just like re-centralization of the web. It's just like trying to bring it back to its original ideas. Yeah, it, it, it really gets me thinking to kind of like the, the ethos that we have here uh, is like, it, it, it reminds me of like, if, if we actually build out this, this internet money, right? And it's all on lightning and, and, and like these... Uh, these Bitcoin payment rails. Like if it's, re- if that really is the world that we see, then, and then it comes down to like, why do you need these, these middle men of like, you know, uh, of centralization everywhere, right? You really don't need that. If anything, it harkens back to like community, like online communities. Right. And, but w- w- with that community, the community wants to be able to go anywhere it wants. It's kind of what you described earlier is like, you want to do World of Warcraft, but you also maybe, I don't know, you want to do like the Sims or whatever, but you want to be able to yeah. go back between those communities and, something like Nostr and what you're describing with the protoverse could, could facilitate that, I think. Yeah, I feel like that was something that was very true in the early internet. You had these small communities and it was just like, there wasn't like any large corporations that are trying to like shove ads down your throat. It was just like, like human beings interacting with each other in this virtual space. And we've, I feel like we've kind of lost that. If you, if, you go on, if you go on Google and just try to search for anything, it's just like literally just corporatized results that aren't that interesting. And there's actually people working on other search engines um, I think I forget the name of it. Real search, real search.cc. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's that one. And then there's one that just tries to give you like old school HTML pages. Like those one you would find on like tripod. <laughs> really? and stuff. Where's that at? So like, what uh, I'm just, uh, yeah, I'm gonna feel oh like, man, really? I remember it. That sounds so cool. Uh, <laughs> maybe we can link it. I don't know if there's like show notes or something, but I'll yeah, remember it. Yeah. Yeah. Let me know. I want to see that. That's cool. Uh, yeah. But it's just, it just shows that like how much Google is just like completely changing people's like like psyche in some sense it's really it's i don't know it's just it's not good i think google is one of, one of the most harmful things that for for the internet i think 
focus in terms of what they're doing in terms of like how they push people into certain areas that aren't really like what the internet's all about. Um, anyway, no, at least that not yeah. a lot of people who were on the internet in the early days. I mean, I was in a probably a unique point in my life because like I was, I, 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 I was born in 1988 and I experienced the world without internet. And then I was just coming onto the internet in some sense. I always say like the internet raised me because like I, it, I learned, I taught myself everything on the internet. My parents were like, what the hell are you doing on that computer all the time? It's like, well, I'm like absorbing all this new like cyberspace of information. It's just, it was a very transformative experience for me. So, um, and, I, and, and I remember the early days of like what it was like to be in those small communities and be able to interact with people in like a real way, in a genuine way versus just like this corporatized way that's we see now. So. I, I, anything I do to get back to that world, I'm, I'm happy to work on projects. Yeah. Yeah. I always think, always think of like, I, the only person I can really talk about that here is like Keon, me and Keon roughly around the same age. So we always talk. I remember when like getting on America online and like that whole, yeah. like I remember IRC, I, but I remember also like the first like web, like the, when Yahoo was launched and when like Google, I remember seeing all that. I remember being here in Austin, like, what used to be where people would come and launch, you know, startups and, and like it was the, the, the place to be for South by and stuff. And that's all gone. But I do think like now when I look at kind of what what I see in the landscape is like that, that return to what you described this like this old or I don't even know if it's old, this, 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 this form of authentic you, or something. Yeah. It's like what it was supposed to be. But like it's. Um, yeah. And it's just something that like I feel like a lot of people just they don't. They kind of, it can be, it's easy to glaze over and they, they think it's easy to, um, it's easy to miss if you didn't, you know, grow up in that, that space. Right. Um, so a lot of people just think the internet is like these like apps that they use on their iPhone, like TikTok, yeah. they think that this is the internet, but like, there's actually something, something like something much more important, I think underneath it, which is like connecting people and connecting devices in a, in, in a freedom preserving way. And I feel like I, I truly believe that Bitcoin actually started all of this. Started, yeah. started started getting people thinking about it again, right? So it's like, oh, wait, having centralized entities control our money is actually really bad. And like how, and, and this whole centralization aspect, like how is it affecting other things like speech, right? So how do we decentralize speech? And so I think, yeah, so I think Bitcoin started to get protocols into people's heads again. You know what's, you know, what's also interesting. I'm seeing that, that kind of same kind of like grass movement with Noster though. Like, mm. Like we'll, we'll be here late at night, like working on some Noster stuff, but like even my, myself, I can't participate in like coding and all that stuff, but I, I can participate by writing about it and by talking about it and like getting it out there to the masses. And even I find it infectious, like what's going on in the Noster world, like open protocols can do that. They can inspire, right? It's, it's kind of cool. It, it's cool to see, um, you know, it, it, it seems somewhat trivial. It's just like we're sending JSON messages to like <laughs> to servers <laughs> over web sockets. And we're like, and we're just like being blown away. It's like, um, it's in some sense, it shouldn't be that cool. But it, in some sense, it is, is that cool because we, we've been missing this, um, you know, everything we've been using. And, and, and in some sense, the simplicity is what's beautiful about it is because anyone can just, you know, if you are like a programmer, if you, if you want to get into programming, it's very easy to write a client and just to get on board and just to start looking yeah. Nostra into all your, all your like, devices and all your all your uh, different applications so um it's exciting that you can actually know hey now we have a way to like communicate between apps in a way that's not super complicated like a lot of these other solutions like peer-to-peer is like well you make sure your peers online if you send a message like how do i retrieve the message again how do i how do i retrieve our messages back and forth okay maybe i have to store all those messages on my client 
but what if like my client goes away and then okay, I'll lose those messages. So there's a lot of complications with these peer-to-peer solutions. They they don't really like they don't really they try to hide that or they don't really acknowledge it up front. And I think that's kind of um anyway. So I, I feel like Nostra really solves a lot of those issues where it's just like, okay, now we can just store the, these messages on a centralized relay, like which is which is convenient, but we also have other relays that we can also send them to at the same time. And therefore, you know, we get that decentralization property, which is good. So Yeah. And it's also too, to go back to your point about the whole Bitcoin kind of started this thing. It, like and one, one thing that I think about now, like 10 years into it or however many years we're into it now, it, it really, it really, um, now I think most people understand what a public and private key is. Like mm. you could probably go to the average, like person, maybe not the average person on the street, but the average internet user on the street and ask them like, what's a private key? What's a public key? And they could probably give you a rough definition. And I, and I, when I think about what Nostra is, it's that simplicity, but maybe, maybe Bitcoin had to be born first. Cause it really got cryptography out there to the masses, or at least it taught us something about cryptography. Um, oh, and, and, and Nostra like in some sense relies on the cryptography of, of Bitcoin. Cause it's literally using yeah, the same library used yeah. in, in Bitcoin um, keys. So in some sense, Nostra wouldn't be here without Bitcoin. So. It's fascinating. Gosh, yeah. <laughs> dang. Thinking about like where, where Nostra could be here in the next, you know, even 18 months from now. Um, like you see, you see, you even see it with like once lightning took off, right? Like once light, now you have like all these projects getting created just from, just from lightning. And I, I could see the same thing happening with Nostra. It's, and I, yeah. I saw what Fiat Joff and what you retweeted about the whole um, uh, microservices. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because um, so there's a lot of different like message types on the network. You don't have like a single, you don't have just like a tweet, right? So the tweet is like one particular kind of messages, but um, there can be other messages such as like, you know, your profile, your contact list, anything you want. Like you can make your own message type and use that for your own application if you want. Um, so it, it just it just makes a lot more sense that, you know, one macro app, or I guess I'm calling it, wouldn't. Like that's what I'm trying to do with my clients right now. Okay, like like the Domus client, it, it it'll handle like the chat, it'll handle text messages, it'll ha- try to handle updating your profile, and then it it slowly gets really really complicated if you want to start handling more and more message types. So at some point, it makes sense to just like okay, you have one very specific app for handling like this, you know, DMs, right? So this would be like the Signal like app, and um, so these were just like the micro apps versus the macro apps, um, or you have one. I saw one someone put up a website the other day that just allows you to edit your profile because like this is the number one thing that people come in to me in Domus because like I'm lazy and I haven't implemented like profile editing in Domus yet and they're like why can't I edit my profile so it's like now I could just point them to this website like okay you just edit your profile on this website and they're like what it's, it's kind of confusing for people because it's like they're used to having this one app do everything for them but you know this is like a decentralized network so we can start to build more specialized tools that you can point people to that are probably better at doing the thing that. If I then for me to do it in my app, but you know, anyway, so I think that's pretty cool. No, no, you're right. I, I, I kind of see this trend too right now, right? Like you, like uh, I was talking to, I was talking to Carvalho last week and he was, we were talking about this widgets thing and uh, he was saying the exact same thing. Like he, he was saying like, there's no reason why my, my app should have control over everything that you are, that you're interested in. There should just right. be these micro kind of like what you, he called them widgets, but it could widgets, be micro. Yeah, yeah. Whatever micro apps that just all talk to each Like there should be like a, a like a stacker news feed. And maybe there's a thing that tells you how much your balance is and like all these little, uh, he had Ellen markets thing that he had in there too. So I think, I think this is kind of the, the thing that maybe everybody's seen behind the scenes. Maybe, I don't know this trend. Yeah, I mean, you know, this I, I like the the idea of a widget. That's a good name for it, because um, there could I eventually going to have like lightning payments in the in the Nostra network as like messages, right? Because I want to be able to tally 
tips and stuff within the app. So, you know, you could just have a widget app that just tallies your, all your donations that you've got over Nostra and that can just be its own little app, right? That's, and all, all that app would do is just query the, for that particular message type and add up all the numbers. So, um, yeah, so it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it does. Gosh, I saw what, I saw what you did with the, with the chat, uh, open AI oh, yeah. bot. Can, can you just, just like, just so, just for a baseline, what, what is this chat bot and like open AI, just like a rough little thing? Yeah, so um, OpenAI released this, uh, they call it a large language model. Um, it's called GPT. I'm actually not sure what it stands for. I probably should know that. Uh, <laughs> so this was like a big deal. I think they released this actually a while ago, at least the original version. And it was just really good at like writing stuff, right? It's really good at language comprehension. And if you ask it a question, it can give you a pretty good answer. Um, the, so this was called GPT-3. Um, they recently upgraded it to, to be a slightly better. And so it's now technically called uh, GPT-3.5. Uh, but recently, I think November or something, um, they, they they released Chat GPT, which was like absolutely mind blowing. I was so this is like their it's a fine tuned version of GPT three, which allow which is much better at questions and answers, and it's much less bullshitty. So if you actually say if you point something out on Chat GPT and like oh like uh, I'm pretty sure that's wrong, he's like oh yeah, it'll be like oh yeah, you're right. Here's why it's wrong. Um, so it's much better at self correcting. So it's so uh, it's much more useful it, because of that. It's much more useful for programming. I, I use it to build like a a space time simulation of like the space time deformation around a star and just like really? I, I didn't i don't i don't i don't know how to do that but like i just got a uh, chat tbt to actually do all the programming i just said okay i need to do this like where would i start and it's like, okay he's like, here's how you do it here's a step one step two step three i'm like okay let's start at step one and it's like okay step one um okay you'll need to do this 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 i'm like okay can you show me what that would look like in python and it's like yep here's what the code looks like i'm like great so i i've it basically was able to code it step by step just, just by me asking it questions, which is like absolutely mind blowing. Um, I'm still kind of yeah. That's that's yeah. That's really man <laughs> to think that <laughs> that was that easy. Um, so going back to the chatbot. Um, so this the chatbot isn't ChatGPT. And I'm going to upgrade the bot to ChatGPT once it's a once it's actually available as an API. It's going to be even better. Um, so I'm just using like the dude. It's already version, good. Like, <laughs> I know that's the scary part, right? Like we just wait until you actually. It's actually not as bullshit because right now you, it bullshits a lot. Right? It's, um, but the chat GBT isn't as much, doesn't bullshit as much, which is really useful. It, it's funny because uh, when I, when I see it on Domus, like it, 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 it's, it talks like a person. Like it, yeah. did you, did you, did you, uh, do something when you were, okay. So I, mean, I you don't have to give away with, anything, but like, it would be, it would be cool to know like how that. So I, I experimented with a lot of like prompts. So there's, there's bef- so there's things you can do before you give it to the AI, which is like, okay, pretend you are a human and try to act like this. But whenever I gave it those prompts, it would just like be way too cringe. I don't know why. It would just like try way too hard to seem like a human. Like one was just like, um, one prompt I gave was like, just be super rude. And it was just like, it actually just was like not fun to talk to because it was just so rude and sarcastic. It, it's funny. Um, I do plan on making a version of the bot that's like, that is like that. And then <laughs> um, the only issue right now is that... Um, Sorry, I'm just I'm I'm I have my server logs open right now because like a lot of people are hitting Domus because Jack Dorsey <laughs> just tweeted about it. So I'm just I've just saw an error, but okay, it's fine. Um, <laughs> okay, what was I talking about? Okay, ChatGPT. Um, yeah, I was gonna make this like two versions of the bot. One was like an evil version, and one's like a nice version. I'll have them battle each other. But I realized right now, if, if I were to do that, it would create an infinite loop and it would just talk back and forth um, forever, and then it would cost a lot of money. So I'm gonna not do that yet. But <laughs> I do plan on having different versions of the bot. On, yeah, you can you can customize it. If you actually go and talk to the bot right now and say, "Hey, start speaking to me like an Australian," it'll do it. It'll have a, <laughs> you can kind of customize this personality based off the thread you start. So 
Yeah, like out of all the stuff I've seen, like, yeah, you've seen the prompts and everybody posts on like what they've experienced talking to the spot, but yours is the only one that I've seen so far, like in the real world, or it's actually being used and it's actually working. And it's, it's fascinating to like look and read at like, but it's, it, it sparks um, uh, like the possibilities. Like what's, because what's unique about this particular implementation is that um, I actually prefix everyone's post. So I actually put the username in the prompt. So that like anyone can join the conversation, right? Like if typically the way that people have been using GPT-3 is like they just go to open AI's like UI and they type in a text box and they're just usually experimenting it with like one-on-one. But this like brings the AI into a social network that like can, and you can jump in the conversation and they keep, it can remember like things that said to previous people in the conversation based off the prompt. And it just makes it way more interesting, I think. And it started to make me think like, what else can you do with it? Because like this is like, this is very simple. I just simply... I'm building a prompt based off the users, based off the thread. And each thread is basically its own AI, um, and like, and it's very simple, but it's very powerful. I'm like, wow, I'm like, what's the next iteration going to be like? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it makes it makes you rethink like what is a social network kind of like if if like if like let's say hypothetically I want to make a car bot and like it just give it my personality and then people think it's me, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can because like no one's stopping you from. I mean, eventually, you, maybe the relay will ban you or whatever, but that's fine. You just start your own relay and you can run your own bot of yourself on on your relay and get other people to connect to that relay, and and no one can stop you. So it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool, dude. So so Jack heard about Thomas. <laughs> how how crazy was that? Like, how did that even happen? Was it just because of the post that he po- posted yeah. the other day? He did a post about like. Um, I didn't read the whole thing, but I think it's something to the gist of like he wanted to see more solutions in this space. And I guess everyone in the Bitcoin space just like tweeted at him about my project. <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh God. You're like, <laughs> so uh, then, there's this guy over there <laughs> in Canada doing this uh, already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so I was kind of worried because I'm like, you know, Damas is still very alpha prototype and to get like a lot of users on board right now would probably be a bad user experience. But that's, that's kind of okay because it's like this new protocol and it's kind of quirky. Um, so I think I see just the amount of people on Nostra today, I can't even keep, I used to be able to say hello to everyone on the network when they join. I just, I literally can't right now. It's just, it's absolutely just blowing up my phone. It's really cool. I just love to see it. So dude. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm like, look, I remember when it, it got launched and I was so excited. I was like, yes, finally we can take down Twitter. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. and then, and then when, uh, then when, as it started growing, you would, you would respond to everybody. You'd be like, Hey, hello. Welcome to, welcome to Nostra. Welcome to Damas. <laughs> and then you would just like, keep going. And now at this point, there's just so many people coming on board. You just can't, you can't say hi to everybody yeah. anymore. Uh, I know. I mean, it kind of makes me sad because it's like, you know, I mean, it's also a big point in the network where it's like, you know, it, it's growing so fast now. I mean, it might be just a situation where this, all these people are just going, coming to check it out real quick because we tweeted about it and they'll probably leave. So these things seem to tend to happen. We see this with Mastodon a lot. People who join this server and leave, but that's fine. At least a lot, it's, much, it's in the consciousness of a lot more people now, which is kind of cool. Yeah, you get that surge and then it attracts somebody else and then you get that surge and then yeah. you just, you have your base community and then that just grows and grows and grows. We saw that. I saw it similar with like Sacker News. Like you see it just grow over time. And and that's, yeah. it, it reminds me very much of that last year. It's just like similar. It's very similar. It's, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, Sacker News is awesome. I'm, I'm impressed. Like that's an awesome site. It's neat. I wish I had an app. I want to use it on my phone. Dude, your web app looks really good though. Which one? It's clean. The, the Domus web app. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm basically just like rewriting. <laughs> so this is my second. I've written two clients. I've written the Damas and uh, I wrote the Damas Web. 
But now I'm like actually writing a third one. Really? <laughs> um, so it's a Domus Android. And basically the goal with this one is to replace all the other ones. So it's going to run on all the platforms. So oh, guess, wow. I'm tired of, it's just because it's cutting my attention between the apps too much. And it's just, everyone's like, oh, this is broken on iOS. This is broken on web. I'm like, well, I'd rather just focus on one app that just works on everything. But that's the plan with the next Domus version. Nice. Have you, um, have you, thought, have you thought through some of like, because I know I remember when we were, doing Nasser November, there was a time when like, it just was getting spammed. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and we found out who that was, <laughs> but that's, a, <laughs> that's for a story for another day. But, uh, what, uh, what, what, what do you see as some of the, the hiccups or some of the, the obstacles that we have to like get through on the, on the Nostra side to really get yeah, this so to scale? There's some, there's some huge things that people, if people really wanted to abuse the network right now and make it a not fun place, there's a few weak points. So one is, um, the channel spec. So all the channels are public. So like, so when I say the channel spec, I'm talking about enigma.io. Um, so this is like a new, relatively new spec. And there's the main issue with it is the fact that um, anyone can send a message to the, to the channel, right? It's different from the mode of Domus or, or Bronlay or the original Twitter-like clients because you would only really get messages from people you follow. And you can't really get spammed in that context because if you're only pulling messages from your friends, then um, the only spam you'll ever see is if you open up a thread that's getting spammed. Otherwise, in your timeline, you won't see spam, which is... Uh, anyway, so it's it, so when you have a public channel, it's much harder to stop spam. Um, I've been experimenting with a way to fix this. Because, um, okay, so the, so the weak points are like the places where anyone can send you a message, right? So there's one. The, the other weak points are like your notifications or in your, in your DMs. So anyone can get into your notifications and DMs. So I've started to think about, I've started about, thinking about this a lot. And I think the best way to deal with it is, um, you know, you don't incur any cost for your friends. So if your friends want to send you a message, there's no cost. But if you want if a stranger to send you a message, there should be a mode. Um, and there is a mode. It's, it's programmed in Domus Web. I just haven't turned it on, which basically forces them to use proof of work or um, eventually maybe even just send you money. Um, with like, yeah. And I think that's the best, best way to do it because now you don't force your friends to use proof of work and you only force it on strangers. So Yeah, it, it, it remind, I remember when we were first, uh, I were like I was chilling Nostra to everybody around here, around town. And I was, I was talking to Carmen and, and Carmen's like, oh, you on Nostra? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, you can find me here. And then I, we downloaded Domus together. And then he like, he signed in and he just sent me a yo. But you're saying that in, in the way you're seeing it now, he would have to, would he have to pay me lightning for that? Or how are you, or would it be the same thing? Yeah, so in that, in that context, you might've wanted to the Explorer tab, which shows you the global network. Uh-huh. Um, that's what it sounds like what happened where you just sent yo and you mm-hmm. went in and, and saw that. So, um, so there's the Explorer tab is interesting to me or the uh, global view, like sometimes it's called because it's just like every message on the network and, and that probably just won't even really work in the future just because there'll be so many messages. Um, so in that context, you'd probably just need, um, you, you know, use the pub key directly and add him as a friend. There'd be some feature to do that. Um, but yeah, it would be, it will be harder to use the, the global view in the future. Um, right now, I, I want to keep it as open as possible. And so one idea I have right now is just to uh, basically, uh, it's by default, it'll let, you'll see every message. But if, you, if, if the client starts to see that there's lots of messages coming in really quickly, then you can, it can dynamically add a PO, POW or a proof of work cost on, on incoming messages. So there's a lot of dynamic like proof of work ideas that we've been working on. Yeah. that helps fix some of these issues. Dude, so how, how is it just you right now that's that's doing Domus on, on your own? Or is it, do you have other people have contributed or? Uh, so it's just me. Uh, on Domus Web, I, I, 
I have a, f- a friend who was helping with like the design. So the reason why Domus Web looks so good is because like there's this awesome dude in Vancouver who I used to be actually my, I hired him at, my, at the company I work for. And he just like, he's like, hey, hey, I can help improve this. So that was cool. So he helped me out. So that was the only major help I've gotten was like that one person. Um, I've, I've, I've received a few patches from a few other people on Domus iOS, but not nothing too much. Yeah, it's mostly just been all, all me. So. Yeah, that's good, dude. The, that's good that you got it nice and tight and people are helping out. Like, I'm always trying to push out Domus just to all my friends and everything. So I'm doing, I'm doing my, I'm doing my job over here from Austin. Like it's. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. All the, all the stuff is open source. Um, so cool. if you go to github slash github.com slash Domus dash IO and slash. And anyway, so that's the GitHub org and you can contribute and add issues and stuff. So if you want to, if you want to contribute, that's a, that's the place to go. Um, What's uh what I just want I want to switch gears for a second. What do you think about the I guess what what do you what do you think as far as like LND, LDK and uh, core lightning as far as just like like as far as just uh, lightning implementations? I mean, I'm super biased. I I love uh, core lightning um cuz mainly cuz Rusty who works on it is a genius. He's literally the best program I've ever seen in my entire life and seeing seeing his code and working on the code base is like such a it's so nice compared to like Bitcoin Core. Bitcoin Core is like really horrible code base. <laughs> it's like really old and it's, people don't want to touch it. And it's like, but it's, it's really nice working on like a modern code base, like C-Lightning and, um, and just it's so well designed. Like just like, for instance, I have a plugin right now. I think I've probably mentioned this on other podcasts, but I have a plugin on my C-Lightning node that whenever I receive a payment, it sends a message to the Nostra network on my private relay. Nice. So I get notification. I get notifications when I get paid, which is really cool. So Nostra helps me do that. Um, uh, so just being able to like extend your, your node with additional functionality is incredibly useful. Um, and yeah. And as far as oh, the other implementations, like do you, what, what, um, like how do you, how do you, I guess my, my question is trying to get to like, how do you outweigh the the differences and like where, like where, where, where a young uh, developer could come in and like, where would you tell them to start and like, and why, and why, I guess. Again, I feel like that's, I'm just super biased because I would say definitely do see Lightning because it's so easy to, but that's, a lot of people don't agree with that. I think Ben Carmen, I don't know if I last name, <laughs> the Ben. Um, One he, of the Ben's. He prefers, <laughs> he, he prefers like getting new people onto L, uh, L&D just because it's like Go code base and it's like easy to use and you can start using gRPC to like program stuff. So if you're, if you're, if you're more familiar with Go and like that type of environment, then sure, I think maybe L&D is better. Um, if you want like something that's super high performance and you can write plugins for, which you don't necessarily need to take uh, touch C code, um, then I, I always recommend C Lightning just because it, it's so much easier to extend. Um, and it has that commando feature, which I've been like going on about. What's that? Like, commando. Oh, <clears throat> so commando is a really cool. In, so it used to be just an external plugin that Rusty made, but now it's built into all core Lightning nodes, and it allows you to basically uh, call the JSON RPC over the Lightning Network itself um, so that you can actually control your Lightning node without needing a web server. So this is like a really a big, a, a huge thing. And, I, and this is what one of my other iOS apps, um, it's called LNLink. Um, you basically can control and pay with your node um, anywhere and it's like never blocked. It's So a big issue with like um, controlling your node remotely is like sometimes you'll need Tor, you'll need a VPN. Um, so some VPNs like WireGuard, it, it, it'll, it's blocked on the network. So sometimes you'll try to pay for something and then you can't because your VPN doesn't work. Or if you're, you're trying to pay for something and then and you can't because Tor is slow and laggy. So being able to use the Lightning Network itself to like remotely control your node is, is a really powerful feature that only Core Lightning has. So um, I really like that. Um, so if you actually go to my website, jb55.com, you'll see a little, um, 
almost like a tally coin like uh, fundraising thing. But this that the, the code in in your browser actually connects directly to my uh, Lightning node. There's no web server. Oh wow! Okay, so it's it's a really powerful way to build like widgets for your Lightning node. And do you um, ever explore any of the other implementations, or do or you just just focus on the the C Lightning or Core Lightning? Yeah, I, I run a Core. I've been running a Core Lightning node since like 2018. I think I was one of the first like 10 nodes on the network, and I'm just like it's been so reliable. I'm just like I can't imagine. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's that, that makes uh, sense. I'm just gonna just put all my. I just try to focus my energy onto like one implementation to try to because it's 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 historically been. Um, not as popular, like in this, like in terms of like dev support and stuff. So just being able to like help on that side is also. Is yeah, also that's cool. Good, so. Yeah, I I think I think uh, what what I've seen is kind of exactly what you've said. I think when they're so some of the developers inside of Plubbob when they first come in, it's like L and D is like the thing that I keep hearing. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not a coder myself or anything like that, but. Yeah. Um, do I do pay attention <laughs> to what's going on. And then like, as, as you get further ingrained, you know, a year or, or whatever, you can start hearing them talk more about core lightning. Uh, and now I've just been hearing a lot of talk about LDK and stuff like that. So. Yeah, there's a, there's the LDK, which is something else, which is its own. It, Cause it is in some sense, a node implementation, but it's not because it's more like a box of Legos of things you can put like piece together. Um, so it's, it's, it's much more flexible than I know, and you can actually integrate it into more things. So I've been, I've been looking at it and like, how can I use, I'm actually planning on taking a lot of the code out of LDK and using it in one of my apps. So it is very useful as like a toolbox type, uh, lightning node thing. Nice. I, yeah. So like, man, dude, there's, it's, it's crazy to see you from afar because it's, it, it, it's, it's fascinating. Like all the things that you're doing, like from afar, just like, and I don't know you, like I know this is the first time I'm ever meeting you, but it, it's fascinating to be uh, inspired from somebody from afar, if that makes sense. Cause like, I see all the stuff you're working on. I see how it's just like the, the, the proof of work that you, you, you talk about, like when you're building Domus and some of these other projects. And, and I, I don't know if you're working on any of the nips, but like it, yeah, dude, it's, it, it I was telling the people today this morning, like, yeah, I'm going to have William on. We'll, we'll see how it goes. And it's like, what? Like, they were all like super excited. Like, it was, dude, you got a following out there, man. <laughs> like, uh, I, I, I'm like, I still don't really understand because like, I've always kind of done this stuff, but it's never, I, I just feel like protocols were never in fashion until recently. <laughs> oh, is so that what like it I'm is? Just doing what I'm, I just feel oh, like okay. I'm just doing what I've always done because I've always been like a protocol nerd and building like reverse engineering things. And, uh, but for some reason, yeah, like people are just really interested in the stuff now, which is really cool. So I'm just like, I'm just happy people are like, are interested in as much as I'm interested in. I was not, so I, I really just try to like put out everything I'm working on. I'm, just, I'm very much like working out in the open and just like, hey, look at all the cool shit I'm doing. Like, this is cool. We should, like, we should get excited about this. So it's cool that it's actually having an impact. I just, it's just weird to me. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it, it definitely has impact and it's definitely inspiring. Uh, just and and actually one of the main reasons I came on this podcast is I remember you did an article um, talking about Nostra. And I'm like, you know, if, if people are going to be like, yeah, I think you were one of the first people to do that actually. Oh, and, yeah, I think I was. <laughs> yeah. So like, you know, you gotta, you gotta help these people out. Like they're helping you out. Right. So like, I, I, I love to be here just because like, you know, you saw something special in the Nostra network and, and that's cool and that's unique. So. Yeah. It's just like, it's listening to the devs. Like it's listening to the people that are building it and seeing their face light up when they work on Nostra and stuff. And, and for me, it's like, uh, yeah, more of like a media marketing kind of guy and branding and stuff. And like, I was like, well, where can I help out? Like, and it was like, oh yeah, I have this publication that gets out to the masses world, worldly now, but like, it's like, oh, let me write about it and get more people there. And like, at least when people start Google 
searching and doing all these other things, there will at least be like a baseline to at least get that information out there. And so I just feel like it's doing my part for the protocol, if anything. That's and that's probably like it. one of the most important, uh, important parts, just because, you know, education has always been like the hardest thing in the space. Cause like these things are very technical and very like, you know, why, why do we want to do it this way? It's like, actually, well, it's kind of hard to explain unless you really get into the weeds and like, you know, here are the trade-offs between these different solutions. But, you know, being able to communicate this stuff to the public is going to be, it's like so important for its adoption. So. Yeah. And I, oh, yeah. I feel, I also feel too, I'm very lucky and very blessed because I, I literally just get to walk down there and say, Hey guys, I'm writing this article on, I t- can you help me explain this? And then I can, I can kind of translate that, I guess, to like regular people to understand. Um, I don't, I don't know, I don't know um, where I got that from, or I think it's just the years of me doing it, but yeah, it just kind of goes back to like, I'm, I'm just lucky that I get to be around these people and I get to call my friends. So it just, you know, it's kind of cool. Yeah. Well, well yeah, I was gonna, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say like one more thing. It's like, um, actually I forgot what I was going to say. So just gonna, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to, I was also going to ask you like, so let's say hypothetically, like, you know, like Domus starts taking off, right? Let's just, let's just dream for a little bit, William. Let's just say hypothetically <laughs> Domus starts taking off. Are you going to, when are you thinking about the, the lightning tips? Like what, what do you think that, that, that phase of, of Domus will, will take place? Do you think it's going to be next year at some point that you're going to? So I want to do it right. And I, I realized halfway through, cause I actually pretty much had something working, but I, I realized I just wasn't really happy with it because it required too many things. Like the whole point of Nostra is that it should be like, you know, easy to get in and you shouldn't have to run any infrastructure. So like the one, my original solution was okay you would have like a c lightning plugin and again that's already restricting the c lightning so it wouldn't have worked that well so whenever your node received a payment maybe your node would you know confirm the payment and send a node to the network and that would be like you know one way of representing a tip but then it's like well you need to run a node and like that's not really inclusive um so i think i have a better way of doing it but it requires bolt 12. oh um, wow so just, okay and so bolt 12 has this really cool feature that allows you to create a pair of signatures and this happens at invoice creation um, so the way that it works is you would generate, a, you'd probably just use your Nostra key and you would, you would uh, or the, your Nostra pub key. And then you would, and during your invoice, when you're asking for an invoice over Bolt 12, it actually would encode that in the invoice, like your pub key, your Nostra pub key, so that when, <clears throat> when the pre-image is revealed, once you eventually pay, um, you'll also see that it's signed by this key. So you can prove that a Nostra user actually um, paid the corresponding, you know, because right now if you reveal a pre-image on, the network, you don't really know if that person actually paid. You don't know really the, the you know, the provenance information of where, who actually paid it. But with Bolt 12, you can actually do that. And that proof will be a bare proof on the, on the Nostra node. So when you, when you broadcast that proof to the network, you're like, okay, this Nostra key actually paid this invoice. And here's the free image. And I think that is what I would need to have uh, lightning payments on Nostra. And I'm just waiting for Bolt 12 to. to so, so, you, so you've been like thinking through like these, like, uh, I guess you've been kind of working yourself back. Okay, well, if we do this, then how do we? Like, like all, all these little obstacles that come in the way and the friction. So you've been thinking through it and it seems like you've cracked it of a sort. Yeah, a I, I, I think this is the right way to do lightning tips. Because um, like there's there's other ways you can do lightning tips that are just dumber. Like, I, for instance, I could just like, hey, I, I definitely, you know, I definitely paid for this. And I can just broadcast. And this is how like likes work on us right now. So likes are kind of crappy because anyone can create like thousands of likes. <laughs> um, you can just like, you can create like hundreds of accounts and just spam likes. And you can, so the likes are completely meaningless. So I wanted to have a lightning tip note that was actually not meaningless. Like you can't, you can't fake it, right? 
Because it's going to be really lame. It's like, oh, look, my post is so awesome because I got like a one Bitcoin tip. But it's like, actually, no, it's because all the notes were just forged. And you, know, you weren't actually tipped that much. But if we have bear proofs that it was actually paid based off the pub key, then then you wouldn't have to worry about that issue. And I think I, I want to do it right. I don't know. So I've just been waiting. Yeah, no, that, that, that makes a lot. That makes a lot more sense. So I guess my, my follow-up question would be, let's say hypothetically I'm using it and I, I tip you. Um, when I, when I hit that lightning bolt on, or that hard or whatever it's going to be, does, does a bolt 12 address come up or does it just pull from my, my existing balance that I already have? Cause I think, I think Enigma tried doing this as well, where they had like a Ellen bits instance inside of the, of the app of, of a sort. And then they would just pull or no, you could just pay. I, I remember. Yeah. You could just pay. You couldn't like tip or anything like that. So, yeah. There's a lot more details. Like, so I do support the Enigma, um, tip jar thing. So basically all that is, is like a, a small field on your profile that just, it, it's just an Ellen URL. So when if, if you have that field on your account and you and you go to a user in Domus, you'll actually see a little lightning bolt thing and you click it and you can actually tip them directly. So it's completely decentralized and it's really cool. So, um, so that's, that's, that's good and that's fine, but I really want to have that like lightning tip experience where actually notes are sent out on payment. Um, so, so the, how you would do that is interesting. So imagine you might have the situation where, okay, maybe you'd use that Ellen URL, but now we're talking about bull 12, right? So maybe you would have to have a bull 12, um, address. So again, this seems like a very far down the line where people are actually using bull 12 and it's not really there yet. But if we had bull 12, this would be so, and everyone was using it, then it'd be so much better than what we it'd be ideal because basically the way it would work is that your client, when you click that button, it would, <clears throat> you, you, okay, maybe you would have like a, uh, you know, a custodial wallet in the app, but you know, the way that I'm going to implement it, at least in, uh, is that maybe it would just like talk, uh, it would just get the, the, the invoice directly off the lightning network with the client um, and do it that way. Or maybe you can use a, you could attach your node and your node would do that for you. So there's like a bunch of different ways of doing it. Um, but yeah, it, it's not, it's not easy. If you want to do it right, it's not easy. That's kind of the point. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It seems like, it seems like that would be the better way. I, I know when I think of like physical items, like actual physical world items, I think of like bolt 12 and, and like what it could unleash. Like I've been playing with this idea of like creating a zine and I've been like, like, how am I going to do it? I want to like, I have all the art stuff and all that figured out. It's just, but like, how do I get the payment? If I want to charge 21 sats for that zine, how do I, how do I do that? And then the more and more I, I hear about Bolt 12, the more and more I get excited about this, this, the, this opportunity to create a, uh, just a, a one address that can reach the masses. Yeah. Uh, so there's been like a lot of negativity toward Bolt 12. They're saying it's, you know, maybe it adds too much. You know, like, the, you know, a lot of people are complaining about the, the onion routing features and whatnot, but it does add a lot of useful stuff like these payment payer signatures. In theory, you could like simulate payer signatures, I think, with Bolt 11. So maybe I'll look into that where you, you put like the pub key in the description. Or something. I, it's possible you might be able to do something like that, but um, you need a custom um, Ellen URL set up to, to handle that. So I don't know. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think you're right. I think your instinct's telling you just to wait until yeah. you get that. That makes more sense. Yeah. Because there's so much stuff to do in the meantime. Like I still need to build the Android client. I got to make, make all the clients suck less and like less buggy. So I, that's keeping me busy enough that like I feel like I could defer this. I know a lot of people, like a lot of the Bitcoiners love that, but I'm just trying to make an app that just doesn't suck. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. You just want to make it a good communication app, right? Like to talk to your friends and stuff in your community. It, it does that. You, it does that really well, I think already, even with all the little, because you, I remember when you, like the beginning of Nostra November, I was like, man, we really need images in this thing. And the fact know, that you were able to bang that out in 24 it. hours, I was like, damn, you got it out. Oh, oh yeah. You can actually, oh yeah, the inline images. Yeah. I, I really want to be able to post images. That's mm -hmm. something that, that should, should be pretty easy to do. I just haven't done it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that's the thing. Like, I'll, I'm actually doing this just in my spare time. Like, I do have a full time, full time job. That's crazy, so, like, dude. I, and that's and I have insane. a kid, right? So, like, after, basically, 
Uh, I don't really have, I don't even know how I have my time to do it. Actually, I think I, the, way, the way I would usually do it is I wake up at four in the morning and just try to get as much done before my job starts. It's like, wow, do. dude, <laughs> that's insane. Gosh, dude. Well, man, thank you so much for doing it, man. Like, I, I, I know the sacrifice that it takes to do stuff for free for a really long time. I've been there and I've done that. And to a certain point, I'm still doing that. But like, it, yeah. yeah, dude, there's something. Thank you. Just thank you for that, for creating this into the world and like giving it the care and attention that it needs and really think, really thinking through thoughtfully about it. So Yeah, it's, it's very rare that I really focus this long on something, but I, I realized that it's actually really important. And it's, I think it's the only, I think it's our main shot. I think it's our best shot at this because I, I played with Mastodon and ActivityPub for like years. And I had, I had such a, I'm like, this can't possibly work. And I just feel like this, this can work. And it's just, and like, so it's just proving this, right? It's just proving it to people like, look, this can work and look, this is how it's going to work. And it's just, um, it's surprisingly, not, there's not been that much negativity. Like sometimes there's like this one guy, CSU Wildcat, I think his name is. And he's just like, he's so against it. But like, he's like the only person I've really been against it that, that I've talked to you. So. No, I think, I think, I think, I think, yeah, your instinct seems to be in the, in the right place. I would just keep listening to it, man. It, it, there's something to be said about like grassroots movements and like this Nostr protocol, it has that it's flush with that. It's, 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 it's light, man. It, it's really cool. Um, I don't want yeah, to take up too much of your time. Cause I know you got, I know we only booked for like an hour, but like, dude, I, I have one more question um, for, for new developers like coming in, like that are fresh that are going from like plebs to devs. Like what, what kind of, what, what would you, what kind of, what kind of advice would you give those people that are, that are listening right now that are going to, you know, take on this, um, trying to be a developer in the Bitcoin space? It's funny. Everyone always asks me this question and I'm, I never have a good answer just because like I've, I've been programming for so long and I, I first learned programming when I was like 10. And then wow. I, so, so like I've forgotten how I've learned and I feel like there's like really good ways to learn programming now. Like I was just playing with Replit the other day and I'm like this would be incredible if I had this when I was a kid <laughs> like um so like like that is cool so the fact that we have that and not and not now we have chat GPT which can tell you how to write program oh yeah you dude, wrong so sick. Program. so a combination or, or even like there's like this ghost writer feature in Replit where you just press tab and it'll like autocomplete the code for you it's like using AI and I'm like wow there's just so many ways to learn um so I think I don't know maybe Replit <laughs> go, go check that site out check out Replit <laughs> I don't know <laughs> that's so, awesome Dang. Well, dude, thanks for coming on the show, man. Like it, it's, it's, it's first, thank you again. Like, and then also like, man, I can't wait to see what it turns into. Something special there happening at Domus, man. Yeah, Keep it, it going. Was, it was great. Great talk. It was great to, great to meet you. Uh, love your articles. Um, thanks oh, for, thanks, uh, dude. you know, spreading the word in Austria. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs>